You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Dan Levator Show with the Stugatz Podcast. Were you guys moved? We didn't talk about this the other day right after the Grammys because uh, the Killer Mike thing was something that was uh, more pop culture type candy, and I missed what was, I thought, a genuinely moving moment during... Uh, a time I think we can all agree awards ceremony shows silly that that they're not as relevant as they used to be they're not America gathering around the television to celebrate all silliness really I would think that award shows are like one of the last bastions of community viewing along with live sports uh, and per, and perhaps there they are somewhere they haven't they're died smaller quite like everything else but they're still vital for moments like these when Will Smith slaps Chris Rock yes and Tracy Chapman performs for the first time in many years and introduces a new generation to an artist who hasn't performed very much, singing an impossibly sad song so well and produced well by television because the reveal is on her hands and her face very slow with the light, and you realize by the chords she's announced herself, and people recognize a tune that they associate with a time, with a woman, with an icon, and then the music hits, and you are seeing... In the performance, recreated for a new generation by a modern artist, the genuine awe that he has performing next to Tracy Chapman because he knows the credentials of what's next to him, the pain of that song, who made it great, why it's great, and he knows he's a borrower and he can't believe that he gets to perform this with her because it's an honor because she makes music that makes you cry. 
and made a whole bunch of people cry Monday and they didn't even know why they were crying. Luke Combs uh, covered the song Fast Car earlier this year, which is why it was performed at the Grammys with Tracy Chapman. And he has spoken about how much honor he felt in being able to cover the song to begin with because it then became a number one hit on country radio. Now, without so many people from previous, you know, or, or rather so many young people who don't know it from previous generations. And so to be able to have this moment with her, you can see the look on his face in the background as she's singing. There's a couple of still shots that are circling on social media where the awe that he has for this human being and the audience didn't react like that to anybody for I mean, the rest of I the mean, night. You and I can be pretty cynical. I was genuinely surprised that I got moved by a moment as cynical as I am during an award show. And it was just because it was it it's just looking at it and then hearing the music hit me in the chest, realizing realizing who she is and remembering like the pain in that song. That's nostalgia, though, right? That's the nostalgia of you remembering 1993, hearing that song for the first or whenever it came out. Well, feeling it more than hearing it. But it's also analog, right? Like, there's an analog aspect to that performance. The guitar, Tracy Chapman herself. The premise of the song is about an earlier time. And so there was the juxtaposition of this is a viral moment that is about an antiviral concept. And that, I think, hit people somewhere inside of them that had been sort of like spackled over by just like the online world we live in. It felt nice to be reminded of how things used to feel. Just how music can move you, can, mu can move people no matter what their difference is. Also, just people discovering that there was a source yes. material to this. That's something that, uh, that's of a bygone era, almost pre-internet. You hear a P. Diddy and the Family song, and you're like, wow, this is such a great beat. And then as you get older, because the internet wasn't exactly around when you first experienced it, you realize it samples. And you go back into time, and you realize, wow, the Beastie Boys, all they did was, was sample these songs and make a better song out of an original source material. Stuff that I had no idea about, going back and listening to some Daft Punk samples, some Kanye samples. That's kind of what people are experiencing with Tracy Chapman and that she's also been away from the well, public eye for so long. That's the other analog aspect of it, right? Is that someone like that who has stardom at that age so young is then fed into this attention economy. And we know her. We've been seeing too much of her. And the withholding of her until this moment that was not promoted with any advance warning is part of that well, analog and, surprise. And she hasn't been on tour since 2009. It's not, she's not doing things like these publicly. And so, but it it was also this, the presentation of some of these things. I, I remember one of the most moving bits of television I've ever seen is Stairway to Heaven performed by Hart and a, and a church choir that just blows the nipples off of Led Zeppelin, Le yeah, Zeppelin when they're page. watching it. But so the, so the music of it is obviously beautiful, but the televised production was also beautiful. Beautiful. And Tracy Chapman, the way that was unveiled as a surprise where it's first her hands and then what it's the chords that are introducing her. It's the way her hands are lit. And then you don't see her face immediately either. And then when you do, she's smiling like she's she's smiling. And it's a huge moment for her that should be pressurized. No, I'm going to sing this sad song in front of everybody and I'm going to move them. And I know and I'm going to. Slight callbacks to how she was initially introduced because she was born out of this music video era 
And if you remember Fast Car's music video, they did as much as they could to disguise her appearance. So a little bit of a callback well, there, but then you go back and you see, oh, she's beaming. She's happy now. And you contrast that with how the record label decided to introduce her. She's beaming because, oh, my she God. She got that money. ASCAP just went through the roof. Oh, my God. All these white people are rediscovering this song. And this time, they've got an actual white person singing it. And they're <laughs> just loving it. And I'm getting paid. I'm getting rich. And good for her. We should say Tracy Chapman is a black woman. Yes. And so part of the other thing that made people feel nice in ways that are both superficial and also very deep is that she represented this thing that communally people who ostensibly disagree on things or are not the same, like gathered around. And it was like, oh, the country people love this. But also, like, it, there's a post-racial aspect, weirdly, even though this happened 30 years ago that we're just reviving now. The post-racial aspect is Luke Combs, is his name? Luke Combs? Luke Combs, yeah. Luke Combs actually saying, hey, I got this song from this black person over here as opposed to the Elvis. Yes. I'm like, hey, thank you very much. And give me all that money. I, I like... <laughs> the original crime. <laughs> I like when masses discover something. There was... People might have missed it when they were doing the uh, In Memoriam tribute. Rodriguez got thrown up on the screen. And some people may not be familiar with the story. If you're oh. not, check out the, uh, the documentary Searching for Sugar Man because there was this music artist... That was immense, unbeknownst to him, abroad, in Africa. Just huge, biggest recording artist in that country. And because much of it happened pre-internet, he went his entire life being forgotten until he goes back to Africa and has this hero's welcome. I was actually informed of something that is going on in St. Lucia, where it's one of the last bastions of outlaw country. That outlaw country is huge what is outlaw country like the old willie nelson type of renegade country not pop country real sad depressing lonesome music is immense you're in always on my mind that's, like that. that's outlaw country outlaw country makes it sound like it's hey the hell with you we're taking the country back yeah we're gonna try, like that, in a, Sam try that in a small town that sounds like <laughs> outlaw country not you're always on my mind. Well, Terry, you know Terry Bradshaw has a country album, right? Yeah. Or he and and I think one of the songs in the country album is "The Last Word in Lonesome Is Me." That's it's, a bar. Mm. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Did that's this? a perfect country song. That's awesome. Yes, I think that's a song. Well, well, Terry Bradshaw has gone that's like beautiful. on a tour talking about depression. Well, is that what you you think? Outlaw country is just sad. It's not renegade. It's just no. I'm the opposite. I'm saying how is outlaw country not renegade music? Outlaw country. I'm outlaw country, and I'm sad in my feelings all the time. Doesn't really. Oh, but that's together. right there. So that it's. I mean. Terry Bradshaw wow. was and is sad and in his feelings all his time, all the time, and is considered one of the most honest, iconic. Man, we talk about these quarterbacks playing games between Romo and Aikman and Brady to compete. Bradshaw beat them all. Bradshaw's been on yeah. television at the center of that shit for for thirty years. He ain't making no three hundred fifty mil though. So he also did not write the song. Oh, for what it's worth. It was written by Roger here. Miller in 1965. Get out of here, you fraud. Oh. Get out of here, nerd. Yeah. Oh, no. no this no, is a fast get, car moment. Get no. your loneliness out of here. People. All right. I want, when you say get out of here, nerd, can you explain to me? I, I really I regret not getting to this story earlier this week <laughs> because Diana Rossini from The Athletic. The, uh, the description of Outlaw Country is fiercely independent. The Outlaws abandoned lush orchestration, stripped the music to its country core, and added a rock sensibility to the sound. Uh, video, go ahead and put up on the screen, please, Terry Bradshaw's uh, 
uh, let me see the, the, I, the album. Yes, the yeah. album cover. Go ahead and put it on the screen because uh, that didn't feel like Outlaw. It felt like a lot of sad songs. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Absence. Slowly. Making plans. Okay, so he's getting his uh, So up. far, I'm very worried about what Terry's about to do. A world I can't live in. Four walls. The last word in Lonesome is me, which is a, it's a bar, but it's not his. Less and less. Here comes my baby back again. Okay. Burning bridges. Uh, uh, that didn't turn out. And then on a downslope there. Yeah. Like, that was a it's react a react play. There's a little optimism in bo on both sides, right? Side A is like making plans, and side B is like, here comes my baby back again. And then afterwards, a world I can't live in. Can I celebrate for a moment the career Terry Bradshaw has had? Seriously. I didn't know about that album. At all. I didn't know about that. But how career. about the tour? How about that? He tours doing mu like music. He tours doing music and singing about depression. And he did a documentary about it. And he's one of the lead voices on television around quarterback voices in the last 30 years. Did he make 350 mil? I don't know how much he made. But adjusted for inflation? It did not. So you think he's Brady. deeply underpaid at Fox? Oh. Probably, right? Oh. They've been the number one pregame show and halftime show for 30 straight years, so probably. There's actually another song in Terry's album, Take These Chains From My Heart. It was hidden by our lower third on the video. Oh, Take These Chains From My Heart. Art. His cover of I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry reached the top 20 on the Billboard's country chart in 1976. So he also only took the song 10 years later, which isn't so bad. That's actually less distance than Luke Combs to uh, Tracy Chapman. The Bicentennial. You guys don't want to marvel at Terry Bradshaw's career with me? That show. <laughs> I saw his ass in Failure to Launch. That was nice. That's true. Yeah, that's the when he gave him an option of socks and he said, give me the medium. That's right. That's uh, that story's too long to tell here. But uh, uh, you guys don't want to celebrate Terry Bradshaw with me during Super Bowl week. I mean, I guess he was Brady before Brady. He won five Super Bowls. No, wasn't he won, Brady. he won five. He, what do you mean he wasn't Brady before? Oh, have Brady? you seen his stats? He like threw three times know, a game. He won five. He won five Super Bowls. Mm. Now, those teams never had any free agents. <laughs> they all just came back the next year and kicked your ass again. <laughs> That was a harder time. Nobody could change teams. Well, apparently it was because I'm so lonely. I could cry. <laughs> that was the great leader winner of our time. Hey, it's Mike Ryan. I've been watching sports for a long time now. As an adult, a lot has changed. A lot has changed since I turned 21 in the world. But once I was able to enjoy sports with the wonderful taste of Miller Lite, I knew that there was no topping this. I mean, I think back then, instant replay was barely used in other sports outside of football. So when I wanted to complain about referees, I would get all mad, and then I would take a sip of that Miller Lite, cool myself down, take a beat, and realize there are more important things, like the great taste of Miller Lite, less filling, and only 96 calories, the original light beer since 1975. You remember all those old John Madden ads? I still view them on YouTube occasionally. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs in premium regular beer. The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz is presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Don Levitard. Kensley Jansen. I got to be careful uh, here. What did I just do there? Let me start again. Stugatz. He's the closer. Comes in, ninth inning, closes the game out. His name is Kenley Jansen. He has blamed his recent... 
<laughs> this is the Dan Levatar Show with the Stugats. Presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with Code Dan, because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void or prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Real quick, without getting into a meandering conversation about why it is we're going to Las Vegas, and uh, many of us are already there, and all of us will be by the end of the week. What I wish to explain to the audience in the event it escaped your attention is that this is the last week of Mike's career as our executive producer. And... Uh, we are going out with a bang. Is with, that the uh, dread that he's been uh, feeling? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he has been feeling a dread all week, and I imagine there's been some dread around company building at every turn. And here, as a last act, is his punctuation as executive producer. Let's throw two live events in the entertainment capital of the United States during the Super Bowl. Let's see if we can draw a crowd. There are going to be a lot of people there. Can we make a big noise? It will either be a spectacular success or a spectacular failure. He's worried about the age of his hosts because, Pablo, I just saw him in the studio a second ago. He fell to his knees. This is his last week on the job. He shouldn't care anymore. He fell to his knees screaming at a television set because... Uh, the microphone is too close to Stugatz's face in on Radio Row, and he's talking into the microphone in the way that f***s up the audio, and there's no one there to help him except Billy, who's sitting right next to him, with another microphone that's too close to his face as well. And so Mike Ryan, his last week on the job, is not being able to control the sound from Vegas, where his aging radio host, Billy Gill included, don't know where to put a microphone, where the kids are putting the microphones these days. Where are they putting them? So Mike's going a bit crazy. We're uh, we're broadcasting from Stadium Swim at Circa, and there were a lot of concerns. There's wind. It's cold out there. It's going to be breezy. There's noise pollution. So even though my hosts are very comfortable with desktop mics, we decided we're going to go with headphones. Mm. And just outlined, look, I understand your concerns about the wind, but my host is at an age now where occasionally a guttural noise will come out of his body. It is unavoidable. And the only way to mitigate that is by the host pulling himself away from the microphone at the table. And Sugas is just generally disgusting. So I'd like the uh, the ability to pull ourselves away from the microphone. You can't do that if... Uh, this is not the punctuation you wanted. The punctuation you wanted was, I've made a musical. Good night, everybody. I'm going to leave here. I'm gonna that was the original plan. And then Witty f***ed it all up. <laughs> I don't resent the kid. He chases dreams. He's killing it. That's amazing for him. Screwed me. You had the perfect. He did. He really did. Well, that's he, he had the perfect protege, groomed from fourteen years old to be a weird robot that well, would serve the company's needs. That's not. And then he not, ran off to chase his own dreams. Crazy. Asshole. Asshole. Yeah, I, I am happy for him, but it took it took a minute to get there. <laughs> well, you're still not happy for him because this week is filled with dread for you. And I ask you guys, I ask you guys. Again, I don't think it's all professional, the dread. It might be the flight. We've, we've the flight? I mean, I should change after my flight got hit by lightning that one time. Oh, I forgot about that. Dude, yeah. I wish I had been on that flight. When everyone's yeah, you would have been like, it's okay. I would have stood up. It's all right. We don't go out like this. Because, yeah. you uh, just Turbulence has gotten a lot worse. As the the planet's heating up, it has that it? is, yeah, there there's a correlation between turbulence, uh, clean 
clean air turbulence and global warming. Dog, I'm calling bullshit on that one. Look uh, it up. I mean, that's not bullshit. I said Why? it one time. Every no, week. no I, I, but I, I said this in front of Mike recently and he looked at me like I'm a horror monger, but no, there, the, the, one of the effects of climate change in the future will be that planes will have more difficulty flying. And I've had so much turbulence since finding out that revelation. I mean, it doesn't matter how the distance, it doesn't matter. Like I'm just doomed to get bad yeah. turbulence. I was flying back from Europe one time and I was on a plane where everybody's head hit the ceilings. It was just really scary, even though my daughter got a crazy kick out of it. And I'm a little scared of flying now because of it. I fully believe in climate change. Let me make that clear. But I would say that we could add up everybody's flight time over the last 12 months here, the six people here versus me, and I might be double what you guys have logged. There ain't no way in hell turbulence is a lot worse now or whatever. That's just not. I that, mean, there's this, all sorts of articles that support this. This nah. is a, not a not just like some. He's, he's got the credentials. I'm, like he's telling you. I'm telling you, I, turbulence was never as much of an issue. But you're talking about nerds of the computer. He's talking about what he's done. Hand in the dirt. Hand in the dirt. Hand in the dirt. Plane in the sky. Yeah. Lightning hitting planes. I'm telling you, it's, it's been just, bad. I mean, slept through that. There's like I, five lightning strikes on a plane. He slept through probably. it. Probably, I probably missed it. Maybe it did happen. I wish I was awake. Flight, everyone flight patterns being changed is where your line is on believing that climate change is going to start a quick affecting. Google it's, it's going to make new normals. Yeah, you, you learn your stuff from Google. I learn my stuff from experience. I'm out there. Me and the pilots and the flight In those skies. In the skies. On In the streets. Patrolling. Letting everybody know, hey, you know what? Climate change, yeah. bad, really happening. Also, turbulence, not so bad. Turbulence, the show, my, my Doing career. Doing the reporting. The, the general election, all of this stuff. It's just all coming to a head, and it's left me feeling dread. This is Amino has to come to you from the wing. This is not the way to go into a party fueled by alcohol and music yeah. in Vegas. It's just... I'm not going to be on that much alcohol. Tony, his... But oh, I am. Tony, he's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would have been the perfect time for it. It would have been a good guitar. time for that guitar right there. I am, and then Roy appears, but thank you. That doesn't help anybody. You fueling liquor on Mike's dread and, and him looking at me and being like, you going to rescue us, old guy who doesn't know how to hold the microphone correctly in the wind because it's going to be 18-mile-an-hour winds and I'm just going to get blown off the stage? On behalf be, of Mike, Because it's going to be too cold. It's going to be too cold. How cold is it, is, is it right now in Vegas? I, I, I if you look at the low, the day that we're out there, it's a low of 37, but, but a guys, high in the 50s, and just so I think I around the time. I just came from that. No, but you guys won't be. You guys won't be out there when it's 30 something. That's in the middle of the. No, night. but we will be on a rooftop, so the the wind is a factor. It will be chilly. It will be windy, but it's not going to be 30. But it's also I've been to Stadium Swin during the winter. I saw Skylar Thompson start a postseason game. It was very cold. Heat lamps everywhere. They're prepared. Yeah, man. Circa. I love pants on the beach. I love wearing a light jacket. 50 degrees. I live in New York. That's spring. Oh, but I forgive me on, on being an amateur here. I thought 50 degrees, it matters if it's 5-mile-an-hour winds or 20-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. That all of a sudden and you if get— those winds are whipping off the Sierra Nevada? 
like in the oh, desert on a roof. Fear. Yeah, which is also why I'm worried about the turbulence because flying into Vegas is always a turbulent experience because well, of the. I mean, surely range. you would agree with that, right? Because I I've experienced that many times flying just California to Vegas. That is more turbulent because how mountainous the regions are. But isn't turbulence also just like the topography of the road, so to speak, that the plane is driving on? Yeah. Like turbulence isn't actually. But the now thing there's that clean air turbulence planes. because of global warming, where there's just no way to know. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know. Get on a plane with me twice a week, every week for the last year. Then you'll know. Yeah, I, then I, you'll I, know. I understand your bravado, but you haven't been there where the turbulence hits that house. Oh, so hits that, that house. So the turbulence well, is just my my thing crazy. on a plane is when it gets super turbulent. I'm like, is this unusual turbulence? All I do is try to lock eyes with the flight attendant yeah, and boom. see how they're reacting. Boom. If they're afraid, I'm afraid. If they're just like. Zoned out, I'm not worried. Well, I, I'm a veteran of the, the turbulence game. And yes, I look at the at the flight attendants and much to my chagrin, they're all so nervous about it. Thank you. <laughs> Pain thresholds for air turbulence. I would imagine that the, the, the flight attendants are more, oh, yeah. they've got a higher threshold than anybody. If they're scared, you should, you need to be scared. And you know how I reassure myself is I'm constantly Googling, even though I know the answer, no plane is crashed because of turbulence, which I don't no. believe for a second. That, that, I was goes. literally just about to bring that up. No plane has ever crashed because of turbulence, ever. Right. Ever. Right. So, so here you go. It goes, pilots, when you talk about that, being able to not worry or whatever, right? Number one is pilots. Number two, the flight attendants. Number three, Amino Hassan. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> That's who you look. You look. means trying to project confidence for no, all No, but I believe him. I believe, well, I believe that your confidence is real and bulletproof. You're Dan Levitard. You're sitting in your seat. There's a lot of turbulence. Oh, my God. This doesn't feel real. You looked. Oh, I can't see the pilots. The door is closed. What about the flight attendant? Oh, she's around the corner. I, I, can't, I can't really see. Where's the mean? He's right there. He's cool. If if something tragic were to happen to us on our flight to Las Vegas, Come on, man. this audio is going to be dissected for years. To of come. course, you know, and you know what they're going to say? I mean, offered to be on the flight to make you guys feel better, and Mike dismissed him with all the bravado of someone who well, just who learned everything from Google University, the College of YouTube, as opposed to listening to me. Well, I came from the the school of hard knocks. This does make Amin also the worst person to consult when there's turbulence because Amin firmly believes he cannot die on an airplane. And so as the plane is descending, about to crash into the earth, Amin is saying to himself, I dream something different. No, I'm sorry to like introduce this to your guys. It's the last thing that you want to hear before you board a flight. That one guy scared to death. That's a nightmare. Be the one. I don't care. Well, this port yeah. this portending I, feeling of doom that you speak of, uh, what Amin is saying here, and forgive me, because you say you come from the school of hard knocks mm -hmm. or, or hard flights, are you talking about, uh, is there a difference between other flights in your life before American flights? Like, uh, Because I know when I, I have flown on small planes in, mm -hmm. in Africa, and I've been very scared. I've been in little planes, puddle jumpers. I've been in the wide body. I've been in every type of plane other than the Concorde. That's, that was my dream. Never got to do it. But you know what? I hear they're bringing it back. It and when they do, back. guess who's flying? Amino has. But you're saying you're the bravest traveler. You should have given him the guitar there. He was looking for the guitar. Roy, he was looking at you for the guitar. No, You've got to bring the guitar I, sound. Not looking at Roy. I was looking at... Someone in the back. I was looking at Lewis. Lewis was like, oh, look at the camera. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I looked at the camera. Yes. 
I, I mean, yeah, I'm not the one playing it. No, he, but your timing was terrible on that. Like you my and, timing, or, or Lewis's timing as I stared at a camera and there was just silence. Okay, but you and Lewis are doing a joke that you're only telling that you. <laughs> you and Lewis were doing a joke there with the music, and nobody told us Lewis was playing, and so it just got played whenever Lewis wanted because Mike's in control of the music, not Lewis. <laughs> no, I've seated that. No. Yes. Yeah, no, this is all Lewis. See, I'm telling you. This is what it's going to be like, Dan. Really yeah. loosening the reins is that last week is EP. <laughs> yeah. Mike's doing a, like a, a garage sale. Like my man, Bud, what's his name? Coach Bud Grant. <laughs> Just like, hey, who wants this? You know, I you can't tell you how heartbreaking it is to me that Mike has a feeling of dread before all of this, which is meant to be a company party. <laughs> a, co a, a company party that David Sampson is not invited to. The best kind of company party. I mean, if you want to call the biggest broadcast of our professional lives, given our current standing in the industry, a party, go up, go right ahead. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts is brought to you by Bayer Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. Dan Levitard. Oh, I think Larry Fitzgerald's on the green right there. Stu Gotts. That's Ooh. Alfonso Ribeiro. Now, <laughs> <laughs> how do you what? think that Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> and the son, the son, <laughs> the son. Oh, the son. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. To be fair. All right, whatever. Oh. Alfonso Ribeiro has a great ass. This is the Dan Levitard Show with the Stu Gotts. I just caught somebody in racism, by the way. Yeah. He caught somebody in racism. It's golf related. There's this course that uh, I've been wanting to play at for a while, and we're trying to get a big golf group trip going. And we have someone in charge of it. His name is Santiago Chi. And so, <laughs> and so he put in an email, and we're just a couple of weeks removed from getting all the avails that we wanted. And the weekend that we were looking for was booked up. Okay. Let's pivot to another weekend. That weekend is booked up. Huh. Interesting. I know this place is in demand. All right. Chi, a man, just ask them. Tell you what. Tell us when you're open and we'll make it work for that weekend. The response was, we're booked up from January 1, 2024 to December 31, 2024. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Hey, my buddy, Steph, do me a favor. Change your name and call on the phone and put on a very gringo voice. 
and see what comes back. So a Mike Ryan exclusive investigation. Yeah. You're, you're sending a, 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 a friend of yours as private detective to sniff out racism. It didn't, it didn't check out. And also, I've had this long theory for a famous golf major that I never win the raffle to because I put my real name. Ah, really? the, the, this is a sordid history with this golf major. And I've long since believed that me submitting my name is held against me when they do this raffle. I have no way of proving it other than none of my other Latino friends have ever gone to this. But white names, no issue. So, my friend does the voice, calls the same exact rep. What was the name he used? Hunter? Jason. Oh, Jason. Use Jason. That's a good one. Hunter's a good one. It's my brother's name. Tons of avails. Wow. Tons of avails. Did you know that golf has some racist elements to it? No. What? Not until this exclusive investigation brought to you by Mike and the glee with which you came out. You should come out with that guitar. I just caught someone in racism and then dun, dun, uh, and, and have it have a musical flair so we can have some fun with you catching people in racism. I'm telling you, there was how is there not something to that? Santiago Chi, you're like racist against Asians and Hispanics. I was going to say. Is he Peruvian? This is why I make my Uber name Paul. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a type of casual racism that I think people run into in it, certain aspects of life. Pablo's worried about uh, Hispanic racism, aren't you? By, um, I, by I, name? I mean, all racism concerns me, Dan. Well, but, but in this particular yeah, case, mostly, in, mostly, New York, in New York. Mostly being confused for one of you. Oh, wait a minute. Aren't we? I mean, <laughs> oh. but, but we all have. <laughs> I, I mean, we all have Latin names that were made English by our parents. I was supposed to be Gonzalo or Luis. I think Mike was Miguel. I don't know. Uh, no, I was born Michael Ryan Ruiz because of my, my dad was born Miguel. And, you know, to help. It was a different time. But but Billy is Billy because Guillermo is 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 a disguise. George I'm Mike Ryan professionally and have only recently reintroduced my last name into the fold because of racism I felt in the industry. Yeah. These are whimpering, whimpering little racist. That's a great complaints. Lewis. I don't I don't mean to tell you like when to do your job, but racism in the industry is a great place for a guitar riff. <laughs> Uh, we can't get the timing right between uh, video and the guitar and the music and a mean and societal points. I'll never forget the look that my program director gave me when he was looking at a pay sub and he saw my real last name. Yes, I love this. I, I never said, never announced that it's racism, just implied and then the guitar riff brings it home. Yeah, I mean, I told you why I did that because it goes back to my acting roots and this mm -hmm. is further into the 90s where I didn't really speak Spanish. I understand Spanish, but my name uh, as a professional actor slash model was my real name, Michael Ryan Ruiz. And I could only get Spanish language work despite not knowing Spanish. I didn't get offered any English speaking roles. I wasn't offered the uh, opportunity to even audition for these things. So I told myself after I got out of that game in the next professional setting that I'm in, I'm going to go by Mike Ryan professionally because my last name, I just came from a place where it was held against me. And I'm really proud of the work that shows like this did because it's, we have the Dan Lebitard show, even though that name is not overly Hispanic, you are overly French. Hispanic in presentation and um, no he's not 
I no, mean, it, he's vibrant Miami. But no, I'm not not him. The show is the show. It looks the way it does because it's trying to compensate for the fact that Dan doesn't present his back. We're we're overcompensating. <laughs> this might you had a, a your father named Gonzalo on, on the day is with you. That's what. That's why his dad was on it because yeah. they, they didn't believe like what this is supposed to be a diverse show. It's another white guy. That's right. Like, bring bring his dad. I'm, like, I'm oh. proud of our show's track record, and I do think our show made it easier. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, yes. Exploited my father for the accent. Yes, that's yes, that's what we did. They under index with Latinos. Yes, <laughs> have to get the cartoonish Spanish accent and make a mockery of our language <laughs> for the paycheck. I'd never sell out. Jeremy just whispered, "It's like me." Well, Jeremy. Oh, Louis. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, Lewis, timing a little bit off. Jeremy, help me with this, because I believe that for all of the conversations we've had around here, serious and otherwise, this week of Mike Ryan's uh, last week as executive producer, Whittingham got farted out the side door to his dream job. Jeremy, step into the place and here, edit a million things and write songs and get, yeah, that's right. get good at it very fast. <laughs> Your voice has been neglected around here, as I believe that we have everyone here less Taylor Swift actual knowledge combined mm -hmm. than you do by yourself. You are an untapped authority here and have been for weeks. We've been talking about Taylor Swift and Kelsey, and you have more connections to all of this. You love this music. You love this story. You love all of it. And we haven't given you any time to be the nation's foremost sports expert on this one subject in your wheelhouse. We have denied you the opening to do your job well. Yeah, similar to Bruce Springsteen with older sports writers, Taylor Swift uh, really exists amongst this generation of sports media in a way that is... Uh, making me not the only authority. You got Gojo, you got plenty of other people, but around this show, I agree with you. I mean, all of you combined in terms of Taylor Well, what if we knowledge. missed then? Then get us downloaded as quickly as you can on all the things that you cover better than others because you know the subject matter better than the rest of us. What I would say that's most important that's happened this week is that now there's a new album coming for Taylor Swift, The Tortured Poets Department. And this is potentially a slight at her ex, Joe Alwyn, who had a group chat with some other fellow actors, I believe called The Tortured Man Club. So... <laughs> People are really rolling with that. And this is coming out on April 19th. But what Taylor Swift did that was genius going into the Grammys is she turned her Midnight's profile picture black and white. Now, why did she do that, Dan? Everyone thought it was because Reputation, Taylor's version, was going to be announced at the Grammys. But then she surprised everyone by announcing not a redo of an old album that would be coming out now as Taylor's version, but a brand new album to take down her ex announced the same week as she's going to be going to the Super Bowl for her new beau, Travis Kelsey. I mean, it is... So she always wins. She always wins. Taylor Swift always wins. The, the marketing behind her and everything that she does, it's really the best business we, we have going, where every single move takes her entire fan base looking for Easter eggs and clues, and yet still she seems to be outdoing them. It's really It, it really is an amazing case study, which is why so many different universities now have classes on her. I am uh, fascinated by it because anytime someone talks about Taylor Swift the way that Jeremy did, and this is, you could project this out throughout her fan base, it's in the minutia, it has such a, a culty aspect to it. I'm not unfamiliar with Taylor Swift. 
I've heard every single one of her albums. She's been around since 2006. And yet, there is such a mystique about her, a cult of personality about her, that has birthed this entire unique subculture, that I'm being informed of something new about someone that has been under a microscope for close to 20 years. Taylor Swift is who LeBron thinks he is. That's exactly right. Like, little clues prodigious, constantly working behind the scenes, up to stuff, businessman, business tycoon. Cringy millennial. And, yeah, S absolutely cringy millennial. Passive aggressiveness. All constantly that. making fun of her exes without explicitly saying but it aloud. Taylor Swift is also, uh, LeBron has graduated to dad status, though, within this pop culture realm, right? Taylor Swift is cooler at this point than LeBron, correct? Like, just with young people? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Even even I, it pains me to say that, but yes. Well, and the thing with Taylor Swift and the reason it gets so culty is because at the very beginning of her career was sort of the beginning of Instagram and the Tumblr era, and she was on social media, legitimately interacting with her fans one on one, getting into Instagram comments before it became everything that social media is now, which is why. They gain this insane connection to her where they feel like not only is she writing about the type of experiences that, you know, we go through, but also she's interacting with us and making us feel like she's our friend. And that part of it, there hasn't really been another artist in the social media era to be able to actually connect with their fans this way. Kevin Durant. <laughs> I think he just resents you at this point. Oh, Jesus. It's, it feels personal. That his time. Now he cuts you off. Oh, that, no. That, he can't, that, it, that the random guitar riff can't be timed properly with your jokes to support you, that it only undercuts you. And by the way, I do get how the Taylor Swift stuff is off putting. I understand it because it's everyone is being treated like, oh, you boomer, you don't know about this. I'm like, I, I don't. She's been around forever. How do I not know about Taylor? And then someone proves to me how little I actually know about Taylor Swift. So to be made to feel like that, I can understand how someone is knocking over their their French dip because Taylor Swift's on the TV for 23 seconds. It's because you're being made to feel stupid in a way. You mean you don't know that she unfollowed Joe Alwyn on April 19th of last year, which is why she's possibly releasing the album on April 19th of this year, Mike? Brother, I... No idea who Joe Allen is. Yeah. Alwyn. Joe Alwyn. What? I, I, the, her ex-boyfriend. It's I've her ex-boyfriend. I've been trying to figure out what Joel the name Alwyn? is. Joel Alwyn. Alwyn. You're showing your age. You're all showing your age. Joel Alwyn. Who's Joe Alwyn? I don't know who he is either, but it's not because I have any fluency in this language. Joe Alwyn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gutz is presented by 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. 
Don Lebatard. Earlier in the show, the question was asked, what would Stugatz do with one invisible day? Stugatz. One day where he could be invisible. We decided that during banking hours, he would choose a weekday. He would rob all the banks in the universe from 8 to 5. And then at night, he would alter sporting event results by being an invisible man in games he had bet on. This is the Don Lebatard Show with Stugatz. Juju has a way of cutting through shit. Uh, Juju has said some things to me that have been revelatory because he is perpetually uh, speaking the truth, no matter whether it hurts you or not. And one of the things that uh, that he said is that he thought that we sounded unspeakably lame. And I think he was directing it at you <laughs> and me, Pablo, specifically. That checks out. For getting on our high horse. I mean, do you know what this is about? No, unspeakably lame, though, is a hilarious term. Well, uh, here, look. He Turns re- out it wasn't quite so unspeakable for old Juju Gotti. In <laughs> no, well, but Juju Gotti had criticism in general of, of how out of touch you and I were and are sounding like scolds. Like scolds, journalistic scolds by telling Cameron the It Is What It Is podcast for telling them that they shouldn't be platforming O.J. Simpson for feeling like it's not the right thing to do to normal. I don't think anyone actually. So this is what happened. I said that It Is What It Is is my guiltiest pleasure. I click on every video they post. I often I find myself laughing. That's all true. At the same time, Dan, it's. It just feels obvious to me that if you remember who O.J. Simpson is, there would be a pang of conundrum, a conflict about whether this should be happening so easily and freely and comically. And I say that as someone who has many questions about what O.J.'s life is like now. And I guess for Juju, this is not a thing that he spends a second of time being conflicted about. I I don't think, first of all, I don't think O.J. can be platformed. I don't think anyone's like, yeah, you know what? You're good. Or what did he do? He seems like a lovely old man. Everyone knows OJ's story. And the whole bit is that the this show that is a rebellious show, this is a show that operates outside the purview of mainstream America. It's like, how outlaw are you? Real outlaw. Not like that bullshit outlaw country shit you guys were talking about the other time. So outlaw that we're going to take the most radioactive man still to this day in America and put him on and ask him about football, which is what they usually do. And then in the last episode, they asked him something that was not football that made me go far. Okay, and and made me laugh the same way. I mean, because it's television, it's great. And also, I felt immediately guilt about laughing that way. <laughs> How often does that one does that one ever get you, or do you just laugh? Because I felt guilt about what I was laughing at. Yeah, Borat. For real? Now. <laughs> let me or at s- least that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me see. My let, wife. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let me see from it is what it we is. We all did the voice. Shut up. The thing, uh, the thing that made us laugh, uh, even though it shouldn't have made us laugh, but it did. Max said men shouldn't open up to women because they'll use it against them. He said whenever something go down, they're going to throw it back in your face. Do y'all agree? OJ first. OJ first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you say open up to women, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about Confessing. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, man, don't, don't confess. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think you're right. Don't say nothing. <laughs> it, was your, it, was, it was your lying eyes. <laughs> so leave me out of the confession. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no confession. <laughs> Yeah, y'all gotta leave me out of this. All these episodes, yeah, who say that? <laughs> no confession. <laughs> I feel immediate remorse laughing at that. That's real. Oh my god, this is what's funny about it, right? What's funny is OJ answered the question sincerely about the question. The setup it was kind of cut off at the beginning is that Shaq on his podcast says, don't open up to women because they'll use it against you. Stat Baby does an amazing job of saying, you first, OJ. You can tell the look in her eyes. She's like, I'm going right at OJ for this. OJ answers the question sincerely, like, yeah, and don't say, you never confess anything to a woman like, oh, yeah, I was out with the fellas or whatever. That's how he's answering it. Cam and Mace are dying laughing because he said no confession and they know exactly what they're laughing at. And you can tell OJ's face like, oh, crap. I just stepped in doo-doo just like Oh, you don't think he did that on purpose? I thought he did that on purpose. I took that. I thought that he did. The way that he delivered, are you talking about confessing? I thought he caught it then. I mean, I thought that his emphasis on confess was trying to be funny about, uh, like, this is the part that's conflicting. You know that man, that that man gutted two people with a knife. Well, he didn't gut. Yeah. That's inaccurate. He allegedly took a knife to one of their throats mm-hmm. very severely to the point of near decapitation. Mm-hmm. And, not, so, not and so you would, you would see my discomfort. Yeah. I watched I, that. And I'm like, that's, that's their place. Like that's, that's cool. That's fine. I see the value in it. It's certainly shocking and greatest artists of our time. Sometimes just do things just to shock you, to disarm you. It's not, it's not for us. I'm not jealous of it. It's just not a point that I'm ever willing to cross. There is comedy in the idea of O.J. Simpson is being invited onto the sports show and ends up being O.J. in ways that the hosts were not prepared for. That, to me, is intrinsically comedic. The comedy is limited by a general sense that I have, this, again, conundrum in the back of my head, that to live in a society of laws and rules and norms means that I shouldn't laugh. When the same guy who's saying the thing that he shouldn't be saying is the guy who we all believe literally killed people. Let me me ask you guys this as as we break down and get into it. Are we laughing with him or are we laughing at him? I'm laughing at him. Oh, man. Okay, this is a great distinction. But at the same time, when Dan is pointing out and we're trying to divine the intent... He's also the guy who wrote the book, If I Did It. Yeah. And the question applies there, too. Is this something that he's doing to troll people, so or is he doing this because— I, I go back I go back to this, and, and I don't know if we have time to replay it, but you can tell the moment he realizes what he said. Because what he did was say, you don't confess anything. What he was doing there was he was doing the old man. never he, The thing that, like, not to make the comparisons, but when your father says, 
Hey, I gamble all my money. I give the money to my mistress. Your dad doesn't really have a mistress, but it's a thing that old men like to do to be funny. Like, oh, look at you me. You don't think that he was purposefully Play using again. the verb confess Play there? it again. Play it again. And yeah, I'll, you, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, 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 I'll tell you why. Because you can see the moment he realizes how they're taking it, and he says, don't bring that in, me into that, is what he says. But play it again, please. Jack said men shouldn't open up to women because they'll use it against them. He said whenever something go down, they're going to throw it back in your face. Do y'all agree? OJ first. OJ first. Uh, <laughs> when you say open up to women, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about confessing? <laughs> 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 No, no, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. Or, or, okay. or, pa or pa pause it there. So Ron Ross, you know, over again, here of yeah. refusing to stop. admit he's go wrong. Now. No, no, Let's no, no, go. Because, no, no. Because first of all, they if stop, the clip they, does not fit. You guys got to let it run because the part where he goes like that, when he does that confession thing, he's doing the old man. You mean like telling her like you cheated on her? That's what he's doing. <laughs> now, now let it run. <laughs> let it run. No, man. Don't, don't confess. So he's he's laughing about what he thinks he made a joke. I think you're right. Don't say nothing. <laughs> look at it. So look, look, they start laughing yeah. with the lion eyes. He's talking about like no. talking to a woman. He's out of the confession. Yeah. Watch, watch, oh, watch, no, watch, watch, watch. You gotta leave me out of this one as he shakes his head. That's the moment when he sees their reaction. Like, oh, they're, oh my God, I said that. I, you gotta leave me out of this one. Man, I took that lean in to like, you mean the murder I committed? No, no, that's no. that's kind of how I took no, it. No, 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 no. He's doing the old man like, yeah, you know, okay. like never tell the women that you're, <laughs> You know, it's your lying eyes that I, I've been cheating on her. The thing about being Much the better. person who is tempted to scold, and I don't want to scold, right? Like, none of us enjoy that. Who are you um, scolding? Well, I, I feel like there's a wide lane to say murder, not my favorite. Right. And, 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 and But this is the thing, Mike, is that you need someone to say that. And it's sort of like, do I have to be the guy? That's the exercise that I do. I want to enjoy this like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, do I, wait, do I have to, am I going to have to be the person who's like, by the way, I watched this documentary about O.J. Simpson and Ezra Edelman showed the murder photos and I haven't forgotten those. And it's just like, at the same time, what's the statute of limitations on something? Is there someone in America right now who says, O.J. Simpson, huh, that guy's great on, it is what it is. And it's like, was he famous for anything else? Yeah, a bunch of people. Really? You yeah. think people are, the yeah. people that are just discovering Tracy Chapman? Like the people that are just discovering uh, OJ Simpson. Wait, I, what? He did what? I kind of feel like OJ's up there with, with, with like, you know, what's my man that shot Lincoln? It was, John more, than, it was more than 20 years ago. A generation what? wasn't. It, 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 no, it's not. A generation can be Wait. removed from OJ Simpson. No. Top five murderers? Should we invite a John Wilkes Booth impersonator as a guest onto the Dan Lebitard show? That's another bad idea. Takes? Hello, Twitter world. It's me, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> That's good. The OJ, clips, good. the OJ clips are kind of like where I felt like, oh, I might be a nihilist now. Because I see them, I'm like, oh, that's for other people, not for me, whatever, I'll move on. I don't feel that passionately about it. it. You feel like Mike, you've just been, you? he, I think Mike has felt numbed by the last 10 years in America. Just slapped across the face by raising a child in this America. How about I don't know that? what it is for me anymore. Okay. Just nihilist defeated. Yeah. I'm passionate about a couple things. I love my daughter. I love my family. I love my canes. You love your wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's no. not it's not allowed anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. Where do you put magnet? <laughs> No. When you say Babra Boos, <laughs> in my country, Babra means to eat. No. Come on, that was funny. Back my then. roommate in college was from Kazakhstan. Oh, this must is have been prime bore You had to pretend like it wasn't funny. <laughs> that guy did not enjoy. <laughs> I mean, come my on, wife. <laughs> Obviously not. So Obviously to your Chekovich Batyrbekov from Almaty, Kazakhstan. Of course I'm not. I, I, I want to apologize to you. It's deeply offensive. Like it's, it's also it nothing like what Kazakhstan is actually that's like. The, that's the yeah. funniest. So part. my guy Kunai Kwanish is like <laughs> basically a Chinese Russian presenting. Yes, yes. and <laughs> Borat. <laughs> It's, is. it's deeply offensive, <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> Why? Hey, it's Mike Ryan. I've been watching sports for a long time now. As an adult, a lot has changed. A lot has changed since I turned 21 in the world. But once I was able to enjoy sports with the wonderful taste of Miller Lite, I knew that there was no topping this. I mean, I think back then, instant replay was barely used in other sports outside of football. So, when I wanted to complain about referees, I would get all mad, and then I would take a sip of that Miller Lite, cool myself down, take a beat, and realize there are more important things, like the great taste of Miller Lite, less filling, and only 96 calories, the original light beer since 1975. You remember all those old John Madden ads? I still view them on YouTube occasionally. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Dan. We can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs in premium regular beer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 